Unrelated. 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 not talk like that. Unrelated. 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 does not talk like that. All right. Thanks for coming back to Unrelated. We didn't scare you off the first time, hopefully. Yep. And uh, once again, I am Chris. And I'm Atul. And, and we've known unrelated. each other for a very long time. <laughs> yes. And we're talking to you about, um, Jesus, um, shit that people don't usually talk about. Some, uh, some racial stuff, some stuff that's really, uh, hits, uh, hits hard. Right, right. I guess we're trying but to We're going to hopefully real... make you laugh along the way, too. Right. Let's hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that said, I think we did a lot of the laughing with the last podcast we, okay. we talked about some heady shit but right. i think both of us when we went back and listened realized that maybe we were a bit too flip with some of the stuff we were talking about and sure. maybe didn't i don't know maybe we weren't just trusting ourselves to talk as openly as we possibly could have mm -hmm. about this subject matter and i think that's so, sort of where this stuff kind of goes the, the, the flow of everything where um you know, there's this surface conversation that we can have. And then I think what's interesting about, let's say, our relationship and I think what we're trying to uh, what we're trying to do with this is to see how see to peel back the onion and see how deep we can actually go. And again, not deep to sort of, you know, uh, get to sort of really, really dark shit. But like, how do you have these conversations that are you know, out in the air that we, we, we don't have or we can have for whatever, I don't know, cultural or, or, or just societal issues. And I think that's what uh, frustrates you and I, and I think that's what frustrates a lot of people. And not like we have a prescription or the answer, but if we are sort of struggling through these conversations, um, we could sort of set some sort of an example as to, you know, what we should I think as a society be doing without sort of being too heady about it. Yeah. So like without me dancing around it anymore, I will tell you what I heard in myself when I went back and listened to it. And if you want to share the same, sure. feel free to do it. Um, so we obviously joked around a lot. We told each other, we told you a lot about ourselves and how we got to where we are and then joked about some things in the news, whatnot. For me, one of the big struggles that I realized that I was having and that I still have is that as the token white guy talking about this stuff, talking about racial things and even talking about things that have to do with sexism, whatever, mm -hmm. um, I really I'm walking on eggshells mm -hmm. or I feel like I'm walking on eggshells. Right. I'm not saying that other people wouldn't, but I wouldn't also. But I am. I know where my head's at. I know how I feel about things. You know what my thoughts are on things. You know my views. Right. The average casual listener is not going to know that. Right. And things can be taken out of context. Mm -hmm. And I'm afraid that I'll come across sounding like a racist, sexist, 
asshole. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think to an extent that's, that really hampered what I was talking about with you the first time. Mm-hmm. Certainly let, let down my guard mm-hmm. as much as I could. Right. But it definitely clipped my words a lot. Sure. As, and, and as you know, as brash and as brazen as I can be with the stuff that comes out of my mouth, mm-hmm. you know, there's just certain things that I got to be careful what I say. Right. I mean, there was a part that we cut out last week where I was um, spouting off about a certain uh, filmmaker. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, you know, I mean, the, honestly, he's he's an African-American filmmaker. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's very good. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't think he's very good. But right. me spouting off about it really made me sound like, fuck this guy. Right. Fuck black filmmakers. Right, right, and right. I was found myself scrambling over my own words to try to make it not sound like I was being a racist asshole. Sure, sure. Um, and um, to piggyback on that, I, I had the same um, sort of feeling um, in much of the same way, but also if you put the lens of I'm the token quote unquote black guy on this, right. Where I need to make sure that I am representing my entire race and I don't look like a so-called sellout because I'm talking to this white guy and I'm making jokes about uh, racism and all of that stuff. So I need to make sure that I am sort of as woke as possible. Um, and so I'm finding myself biting back words because I'm not sure if this is something that will make it, will make me look, um, either sort of like, like I'm not down for the cause kind of thing, which is like something a sellout that, type. Well, yeah, like a sellout, which is you, exactly yeah. what, you know, you know, I've dealt with a lot in my life because you yeah. know, there's a, there's a notion of like what it is to be black. And there is, sort of one sort of monolithic way to be and anything outside of that um, is uh, is not. And so then you're not down for the cause and you are a sellout and you are, you know, um, sort of giving it up to whitey kind of thing, you know. Sure. And, and on the flip side of that, I'm, you know, cognizant of not just sounding like a racist asshole. Mm-hmm. I come across as sounding like this pretentious white dude who is quote unquote woke and I'm down with black people and I can say whatever I want because I know you guys, like I'm way too familiar with this. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. I'm sure there's going to be shit that I say that sounds like that. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I'm me. Mm -hmm. I don't under any stretch in any, by any stretch of the imagination, think that I'm like some, token ambassador to black people everywhere. Right. You know, I'm, I like to think that I'm a little bit more enlightened than many of my white friends. Mm -hmm. Certainly not all, but I'd like to think that I'm a little bit more enlightened or at least in, you know, this is what you and I spoke about doing this for in the first place. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily know more shit than people. Right. I know that I don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. And I want to ask the questions mm-hmm. and I want to hear what you have to say. And right. I want to hear what other people have to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the best way that I can explain it. Right, right, right. And I guess I'm in the I same boat. I want to know. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm in the same boat where it's, um, I also want to know um, what I don't know. Um, I also don't want to um, sort of put myself in, in a place where I feel like I know everything. And um, 
I want to shut down the white guy because you don't know. Do you know what I mean? And I also mm-hmm. want to, you know, I also want to get to the bottom of this because I think that this is like, you know, sort of what's, I think I mentioned before, what's going on, I mean, in a really sort of um, intense way these days. Um, but it's it's something that has been, you know, sort of steeped in our country and in the world for millennia. Um, and I think we're at a point where, a lot of people can start talking about this or, or, or a lot of people are much more aware of the so-called identity politics. And so um, at the end of the day, it's, it's like, what are we? Do you know what I mean? Is it, are we, are we these individuals or do we belong to these, you know, different groups? Can we belong to whatever group we want? Like, what are the boundaries? What are the, what are, what are the conversations we can to be able to move on? And, sure. And why do you know? Yeah. And I think that one of the ironies that I'm finding is that we want to break down these borders. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that everybody can all sort of interact with each other. And, you know, like there's all this talk of like specifically with gender and sexuality, like mm-hmm. fluidity. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everybody, you know, like especially younger generations, they want to talk about how, you know, there's a lot more. Uh, similarities between us than there are differences sure and we need to acknowledge those at the same time a lot of the same people are pointing out every little thing that could possibly offend anybody right right and that we we're very heightened to the point where i feel like everything is offensive to someone and Mm -hmm. i'm not trying to use that as an excuse to say something be offensive and then brush it off and go, everybody's offended by something. Right. What do I care? Not at all. Mm-hmm. But understand that there are those among us mm-hmm. who are trying to be mindful. Right. Who are trying to understand. Right. And sometimes just asking questions can be taken as an offense. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be. I mean, right. now it's I am gonna take a step back here and point out something when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. One of my very good friends mm-hmm. was black, mm-hmm. Jason, mm-hmm. and he came to dinner um, at my, we had a picnic out in the backyard right. at my uncle's place and my grandmother, grandfather, you know, like we're all sitting around and my grandmother who loved her, but she was racist as hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She says to Jason, right. and again, what I just say about asking questions. Sure. There's good questions to ask. Sure. I'm going to give you an example of a bad question to ask. <laughs> right. My grandmother says to Jason, do you guys really eat fried chicken and watermelon all the time? <laughs> really? Like, really are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, I almost, yeah. and to Jason's credit, he mm-hmm. was as gracious as could possibly be. He right. goes, well, I like eating those things, but I don't eat them very often. <laughs> And it's like the fact that that may not sound that, I mean, it sounds completely offensive, but that may not sound crazy to you because I'm sure that you've heard things like that. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe not that specifically your whole life. And that's something that's completely fucking foreign to me. Right. Right. I mean, I'm aware when it happens around me and I'm like, Mm -hmm. whoa, what do you, what did you just say? No, 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 no. You don't get to say that. Yeah. You know, you know, it's fun. Oh, go on. No, 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 please. What's funny about those kind of racist tropes is that it's like 
everybody likes chicken and watermelon. Do you know what I mean? I like, know. Do you know what I mean? Like, like that's the thing that like drives me crazy about that stuff. Like watermelon is a fruit. It's good for you. Fried chicken mm-hmm. is a protein. You know what I mean? It's and like it's delicious. And so like, even if we actually did only as black people, we could only biologically eat chicken and watermelon why the fuck is that a bad thing do you know, I know what I mean? it's not like you're like oh well okay so if everybody picked on picked on you for eating chitlins sure i, I feel like that's that's sure that's the question you're eating like shit you're eating shit <laughs> and and then the basis is it's like we're eating that shit right because that's all your the ancestors allowed us 100%. to eat 100 <laughs> percent. yeah i mean basically that's where like barbecue yeah. and southern food comes from totally. a lot of the good totally. stuff is that we only get i mean shit that's where barbecue comes from exactly only the shitty parts of, right. of the pig mm-hmm. and the cow and, and the, the cow were yep. given to to, to poor black people right. or slaves right. before that right. and they i know way to bury the lead on that chris like <laughs> oh yeah poor people or before that slaves yeah no but the slaves that was the big story there right, pal. Right, right, um but they figured out a way to make it palatable right and to make it good and right. frankly make it fucking delicious exactly, exactly and you know that's how all these things came to be right but right. again Right. Just that stereotype, I agree, is so stupid. And for the record, the watermelon thing, right. you're like, everybody loves watermelon. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, I have an ex that doesn't like watermelon. Uh-huh. And I'm, every time <laughs> it came up, I was like, you fucking freak. It's amazing. You fucking freak. That's how yeah. I should have known to just run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, you don't eat watermelon. What the fuck's the matter with you? That's a don't terrible person. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, all of that stuff, um, it, it cracks me up. So then, so sort of, sort of going back to um, what you pointed out as because you're mindful and sensitive to that, there is like, you know, there's a hypersensitivity to that. So I have a dear friend who's married to a Japanese woman um, and, you know, I was over at their house and she offered me watermelon and he was like, don't offer him watermelon. And I was like, bro. Right. Bro, <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, you know each other well enough at this point. It's not like you. Yeah, I get right, it. But it. But it, but it gets so ridiculous sometimes that it's like, no, I I I would love the watermelon like I, I want it. Do you know what I mean? It, it, yeah. it, it just points out how how ultimately fucking stupid most of this shit is. Do you know what and I mean? And this is the and, and what something that you just po- the thing that you just pointed out there that mm-hmm. is the. And it sounds so pretentious to say this, but the, right. that's the the never-ending struggle of being the white, educated liberal. Totally. Is that you think of these things, yeah. whereas I've got, like I said in the last episode, we've right. got, I've got people that I know, mm-hmm. white guys, who cannot see the problem with blackface. Right, right. And meanwhile, I'm walking around on edge that somebody said, black in rear in relation to the color of ink in the pen and they set it in front of you and it's you know it's like and even though like i don't freak out like Mm -hmm. there's still like that look like the hairs in the back of your neck stand up like okay was that did they they supposed to say that like wait hold on and and i i hear it all the time do you know what i mean i feel it all the time even when you just said black like like we're so um you know, we've been also indoctrinated by this this sort of stain or what they call the sin of American racism or whatever that yeah. is, right? And so 
hearing you say the word black, and I'm not saying you can't say the word black, but hearing you with your quote unquote white accent saying the word black, already my, I call them Negro senses, go off a little bit. And I'm like, no, 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 it's Chris, sure. it's Chris, it's Chris. Do you know what I mean? Like we're so yeah. taught to feel, first of all, that, you know, the word black is actually a bad thing. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's a, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a, it's a, there's nothing good about being black, right? And so that it's it's a it's a right. label that is has been associated with um, completely negative things, right? Right. Well, you and you know, I want to step back there. Sure. Is it that there's nothing good about being black, or is it that you've been conditioned by society, and we all have to equate that with something bad? The the latter. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I yes. mean, that's what I, that's, I mean, that's what I assumed you meant, mm -hmm. but like for people listening so that we're not thinking, Oh, Otto just said it sucks. Oh, sure. Sure. No. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. I mean, it's certainly at times it does. Right. Right. There's right. no question. Right. But right. you know, not downplaying that. Right. Um, so anyway, that I just wanted to clear the air on that, that, sure. you know, I'm trying to be as honest with this as I possibly can. And so am I. You know, and yes, and I know you are. And, and, and I've said to you in private conversations, like, hey, dude, if I ever say something where I'm being a racist asshole or at least sounding like one. Right. Call me. Out. Just be like, dude, what did sure, you just sure. say? Sure. Something. Yeah. Because. Sorry, I had to pause there for a second because my dog was sitting here with me and <laughs> he snores. Yeah. And he's not a dog with a pushed in face, which is usually like a pug or a right. bulldog. They right. snore. Right. He's a Jack Russell. <laughs> and they say that dogs with snouts like that don't have that problem right. since the day I got him. I mean, even even when he's not sleeping, it's just like <laughs> like it's that was probably way overpowering to anybody listening. But it's crazy. And he was next to me and you couldn't hear it. And then suddenly hilarious it overpowered the recording hilarious, so hilarious hilarious oh yeah little dexter yep anyway um i don't know do you want to add anything to that no no i think it was good i mean i, I mean just in uh, what i think uh, what i think i find interesting about what we are doing or the purpose of this podcast is again i'll, I'll repeat it again uh sort of unpeeling back the onion and seeing how how deep we can go without being morbid or, you know, um, 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 just sort of dark. But um, I think that in order to have these conversations, we need the humor, we need all of that, but we, we can't be trite because then it's like, you know, we might as well be, you know, a Howard Stern show or something. No offense sure. to Howard Stern. Which at some point, we're not going to go down that road. Okay. <laughs> anyway, let's keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that said, I don't want to stop some of the joking that we've got. I mean, we've sure. got some things that we set up with the last mm -hmm. um, last episode that we did right. that I think, you know, give it a little lighthearted look like, you know, ask a white guy, ask a black guy. Sure. And I think that, you know, gives us a chance to like sort of blow off some steam on those Absolutely. things. But I don't want again. Yeah, I don't want to make this about that. Right. That said, mm -hmm. I talked to you about this before um, oh, really? i want to take this into kind of it's gonna get it's it's gonna get dark cool to an extent but i want to have a discussion as this is going on mm -hmm. um there's a lot of historical things i mean we have a very very deep and 
um, storied history of racism in this country. Sure. Obviously, we all know about slavery and lynching and the Klan and all these horrible things that have mm -hmm. happened. Mm -hmm. One of the things that is I didn't know about until recently, and I don't know how much you knew about it before this, mm -hmm. but um, there's this really horrific event that happened back in 1921 called the Tulsa Race Riot. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know the extent that you know of this. I was right. unaware of the event at all. Right. Oh, okay. And until I watched recently this, the HBO series Watchmen, uh -huh. Uh -huh. which if you've not seen it, I recommend it wholeheartedly. You're right. going to watch it at first and say, I don't have any fucking idea what's going on. Right. How does this relate to the comic book Watchmen? Right. All the pieces start falling into place as it goes. Sure. It's also, it, it starts with the Tulsa race riot. Mm -hmm. So let me give you some background on this. So the Tulsa race riot, uh, back in, um, the end of May and early June, 1921, um, there was this huge uprising of white and black townspeople fighting against each other. And this was all instigated because there was a 19 year old kid named uh, his name was Dick Rowland. He was a, a black guy, uh, shoe shiner who worked at, you know, near one of the, uh, the big office buildings there in town in Tulsa. Mm -hmm. And so people knew him, people liked him. I mean, in as much as you like somebody that you view as just a servant, sure. you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, so anyway, on the afternoon of, uh, Monday, May 30th, about four o'clock, according to reports, um, he went to go into the elevator of this building mm -hmm. to use a bathroom that was by accounts restricted to him. Okay. Like, you know, they had white only bathrooms, sure. black only bathrooms. Sure. So he was getting onto the elevator and the woman who was running the elevator, because they used to have attendants back then, if mm -hmm. you, you remember. Mm -hmm. And if you're too young, you know, you'll see it on old movies that they still do it in New York, don't they? Every once in a while. Um, There's some cool old buildings where yeah. the, the, you're not allowed to push the buttons and they right. close the gate for you and everything. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, all elevators were like that. And uh, this woman, Sarah Page... Uh, she's 17 years old and she was on duty as the, um, the attendant in the elevator and Roland went to go get into the elevator and the clothing store, um, there was a clothing store on the first level of that building and the clerk saw Dick Rowland go to get on the elevator mm -hmm. and a couple minutes later he heard this woman screaming and Dick Rowland running out of the building. Mm. So, of course, the first thing that they do mm -hmm. is suspect that, like, okay, he raped this woman. Right. You know, because, you like, back then, if you're black, you can't even look at a white woman. Right, right, right. Without raising holy hell. Yeah, we can at least look at you guys now. But <laughs> Right, right, So right. There's, there's progress. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. You know, baby steps. Yeah, yeah. So... Now, there's accounts that come later on that lead everybody to believe, and I'm say, saying in hindsight, like mm -hmm. they've investigated this years down the road, sure. that he may not have even done anything to her, mm -hmm. which doesn't sound 
yeah. you know, that unreasonable considering right. the way that everything was back then. Um, what they speculate is that he tripped and fell mm-hmm. and maybe put out his arm to catch himself and bumped into her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we only have the, the um, Sarah Page didn't really give a statement mm-hmm. on any of this. Mm-hmm. And we really only have the testimony of the, uh, the clerk who was working at the store. Right. And of course he immediately assumes this guy assaulted her. Right. Right. Okay. So it could have been just, he went and used the bathroom and then he came back out. Sure. And the guy said, Hey, he took off running out of the building sure. and I heard her screaming mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. So the next day there's a whole hoopla about this and they arrest Rowland mm-hmm. and he's in the County courthouse Sheriff's got him in lockup, and uh, so word starts spreading around town. And about 7:30 that evening, a group of white townspeople show up outside the courthouse, mm-hmm. and they basically forming a lynch mob. Right. And a few of them go in and confront the sheriff and say, "Give him to us." Right. And the sheriff, to his credit, says, "Fuck no." Right. You're not getting this guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. And so now as all this is going on, obviously this has become a big thing in town. Right. Um, A few blocks away, black citizens start getting together and Mm -hmm. talking about, well, what are we going to do? Like this kid Mm -hmm. is going to get killed. Right. So they hear what's happening in front of the courthouse and they know that it's getting rowdy with the white people that are there. Mm -hmm. So they show up and do in my opinion, what anybody would do in that situation in that time period, mm-hmm. they show up with guns. Right. They're armed. Right. They don't want to get killed. Yeah. yeah, right. It's like they're going to stand their ground and at least, at least you know, show a force. And of course, you know, mm-hmm. even now, what happens when there's a black guy with a gun? Right, right. Shit goes sideways. When there's a Fast, black guy with a gun. Because white people can have all the guns they want. You don't have to have yeah. a gun. Well, but I'm saying if you do no, no, have no, a gun, I'm, I'm making the I'm making an example. You don't have to have a gun, but yes, if you do have a gun, it's probably even worse. But you don't have. Oh, to have a gun. I see what, see what you're what saying? saying. You could have a cell phone. I in your see hand. what you're saying. You could have you could have some Skittles and some you know, <laughs> Snapple in your, your hand. Your wallet. A wallet like, in your who hand. Who was that? Amadou Diallo. Yeah, Amadou Diallo had his with wallet. The, with, yep. Yep. Just yeah. horrible. So anyway. horrible. Continue. Sorry to cut you off. No, that's okay. No, yeah. I, I just misunderstood what yes, you were saying yes, there. Yes, yes. But yeah, so they show up with guns. And again, you know, if you a white guys can have all the guns they want, right. black guys with guns, it goes sideways fast. Right. So now there's about 2,000 people outside this courthouse. And this, right. this is a small town, I yeah. mean, by comparison to other cities, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not small by Oklahoma standards, but it's right. certainly small by, you know, New York standards, Boston, Chicago. Right. Um, some of the black men go into the courthouse now and they say, Hey, can you give the kid to us? Mm-hmm. And the sheriff says, no, mm-hmm. when they come out, there's a bit of an altercation. And as always seems to happen with these things, nobody knows how, nobody knows why there's a gunshot fired. Right. And, Guess what happens at that point? Sure. All fucking hell breaks loose. Yep. So now there's people are just it it turns into like the Wild West. People are gunfighting in the streets. There's people lighting buildings on fire. And 
there's a local branch of the National Guard who actually have been trying to stop white people from going in and taking munitions. Right. Like they literally had to fight off white townspeople that were trying to get in to get guns to go after, right? You know the the black townspeople. Right. So now what they've been they get dispatched, and what do you think the National Guard does? They immediately go and start rounding up the black people. Yeah. Because they're obviously the ones that are the problem here. Sure. Sure. And then it just escalates from there. Mm-hmm. The Klan shows up. Mm-hmm. People are getting dragged out in the street. There, this, the, these rumors spread throughout the town, um, through the white part of town, that there are trains full of black people being shipped in from uh, Muskogee about mm-hmm. 50 miles away. Sure. Like, it's just absolute pandemonium. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so this fighting continues all through the night. Mm-hmm. The next day, June 1st, like, I mean, white people have just lost their goddamn minds at this point and right. it's just become a fight for survival mm-hmm. with the black people in the, in the neighborhoods mm-hmm. uh, and it escalates to the point where not only are they just running around and shooting random people mm-hmm. we're talking about the white townspeople they're specifically going into black neighborhoods and just burning buildings yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah and you're like okay this is horrible mm-hmm. what how could it get worse mm-hmm. there are maniacs that have private airplanes mm-hmm. like in this point they're like what like what are they called biplanes biplanes yeah they're literally flying overhead with biplanes shooting people in the street and firebombing fire houses firebombing houses yep i mean this is the fact that this has been covered up from history and that yeah. we didn't learn about this in school is insane right right like listen to the level i mean the level of fucking carnage from this yeah this isn't like I, this isn't like I, I have to step back here and I was amazed as I was reading this that you know they call it the Tulsa race riot right yeah now, no. to me the genocide race riot that terminology they always put on something where mm-hmm. it's black people ruining shit right right you know like mm-hmm. in Baltimore a few years back with Freddie Gray mm-hmm. race riot right LA after um, Rodney, Rodney King, King. Mm-hmm race riot right i've heard other people in my opinion call it much more accurately the tulsa massacre yes because mm-hmm. really as you're listening to this i mean that's what it sounds like to me yeah um okay so now where were we there these maniacs throwing shit out of planes mm-hmm. like come on yeah. i mean it's just you've lost your damn mind at this point right okay so now the National Guard from outside of this area finally shows up. Mm-hmm. But hold on, because this is white America mm-hmm. in the 20s, mm-hmm. um, they were ordered by the governor to move in mm-hmm. and like restore um, stability to the area. Mm-hmm. The guy, um, I, I'm just going to read what his name is. Uh, Adjutant General Charles Barrett of the Oklahoma National Guard. He comes in with 109 troops from Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. The governor told him he came in, he could just go in and do what he needed to do. Right. The local authorities, including the mayor and the sheriff and the police chief, mm-hmm. said that they couldn't legally act until they gave their blessing. Wow. The fucking National Guard at this point mm-hmm. stops to eat breakfast. Yep. 
that, I, they, that part I remember. Yeah. Did uh-huh. you know that? Yeah. Yep. They stopped the Ibra- like yeah. in what fucking world yeah. does that make sense? Yeah. There's literally the world is fucking ending around everybody and they mm-hmm. stop for breakfast. Like if that, that doesn't scream racism, yeah. I don't know what does. Yeah. So anyway, they come in, they finally get order. Everything, you know, is as stable as it's going to be. But this black section of the city, mm-hmm. which at one point was known as Black Wall Street, and yep. it was one of the wealthiest black communities in the entire country, mm-hmm. is just decimated. Yep. Um, and the property damage in in 2019 dollars mm-hmm. was 32.25 million dollars. Yeah. Primarily in black neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, and the fact that we didn't know about this, and let me see, how many people died in this? Um, I'm just looking to see some of the estimates here. Um, so the the head of the NAACP came in from New York mm-hmm. after this all got stabilized. And uh, according to his reports, he says that the fatalities numbered 10 white people, mm-hmm. 21 black people, and then as you know as more data was uncovered it was right. more like 50 white people dead and about 200 black people dead yeah and just like horrific mm-hmm. and like the little postscript to all of this mm-hmm. is that you know how many convictions for charges of violence there were in this uh probably zero for the white people zero yeah zero after yeah. all that i mean there's yeah. there's literally people I still can't get over the image of people flying overhead with biplanes, dropping yeah. firebombs on people, just families. Yeah. And and this is where I'm going to, you know, say, you know, I, every, most every black person um, in America is well aware at like the intense hate um, that a lot of white people have for Black people, yeah. Right. When I first learned uh, the N word, um, like my African parents who didn't grow up in America mm-hmm. had to explain it to us because we didn't know. We learned it in Schenectady when I can't, you told me this, and I yeah. cannot even fathom how awful that must have been right. for them and, and, and you, for you. And you have to understand, like you're saying, you're explaining that to an eight-year-old. So, in your sort of eight-year-old logic, which 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 continues now, is like you're you're eight you've been on the, the in the world for eight years and there's somebody who hates you just because you exist you've done nothing besides exist right yeah and um so when i when i think about the people who say oh racism was like 400 years ago black people you gotta oh. get over it right and i say things like the the, the tulsa massacre and other things are exactly why weight racism is so institutionalized in this country right i mean when you think about the 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 let's the lives lost are one thing but the generational capital and wealth that is lost there right yeah. all of those people have lost any access to um the so-called american dream so imagine 100 percent. but right. here's the thing is they mm-hmm. never white american never believed that the american dream was for anybody but them right and that's that's the point i'm trying to make so what people won't what will refuse to understand is how 
generational wealth and access works, right? Yeah. So the average, let's say, black person who is um, uh, has generations of ancestors in America has been left behind by generations, right? So all of the capital that even your parents have, and I'm not, you, you, you didn't grow up rich or anything like that, but you have access to no, the system. No, not even close, but yes, I understand right. exactly. You, you understand what I'm saying. At, yeah. So you, 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 there is no access to the system and that's for generations. And so they've, they've managed to destroy any chance that most black people growing up in America have. And so I always say, Black people are some of the most have to be the strongest people in the world because mm-hmm. we've still mm-hmm. made it this far, right? We're still yeah. a huge part of this culture. Like you, like sure. we actually built. You know, I, I'm, I'm sure we'll get tweeted by some of the um, you know racist people out there, but like the wealth from this country came from the free labor of black people, basically clear cutting fucking Florida that was a swamp and turning it into sugar plantations. Do you know what I mean? And they yeah. we did it all and for then, free yeah. and then got nothing we, from it. And yeah, then and we do that. And I say, we white mm-hmm. people do that every turn West all coast. Day what do we do? Long. Yeah. Yeah. Chinese people came in. Let's fuck with them. Right. And you and know, the, the, the continental railroad was built on the backs of black people. Yep. Yeah. Chinese people. Right. And, not to say that there weren't white people, but they were the poorest of the poor Absolutely. white people. Absolutely, but uh, yeah. so so that's sort of where all of this comes from, which is one of my frustrations and rages when I um when I hear that statement like uh, why won't black people get over racism? Why won't oh, black people get over that kind too. of stuff too? But like, yeah, and the other thing is. Um, you know, learning of these things. Um, I didn't learn about the Tulsa massacre in high school. These are things that I learned on my own, but I'll never mm-hmm. forget looking at my junior high school. I learned what lynching was and I'll never forget oh, looking at God, I know. the pictures of lynch mobs where there's a black guy hanging from a branch of a tree and the whole town just standing there looking standing there and smiling and looking yeah. and 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 grinning and trying to crowd in to get a picture and from yep. kids from you know 5 years old to old men of you know yep. 95 and if there and, had been cell phones then people would have been fucking posting it on Instagram right and my point is bringing up the sort of the the sheer hatred um that a lot of white people have for black people like you're crowd you're you're having a party right to celebrate killing a black guy. So I going know. back to oh the, my God. going yeah. back to the, the 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 Tulsa thing, right? What happened to that woman that justified killing and destroying an entire black neighborhood? Like an entire generation, if you think about it, of black yeah. people. Right? And actually he looking at this here, you know, her. you mentioned it and I'm looking at my notes. Mm-hmm. Um in addition to the bodies, like you were saying, like how much wealth and everything was destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um 191 businesses were destroyed. Yeah. A school, several churches, and the only hospital in the district. Right. And, okay. and, and then a report, the Red Cross reported that 1,256 houses were burned. Right. And so imagine if that was Schenectady in 1972. And it Which was, Schenectady is where you, you Otto and I, and I grew, grew up, up for anybody right. that... Right. Catching up here. Yeah. So imagine if everybody you knew in Schenectady um, house was destroyed, parents were killed and all of that stuff. And maybe you yeah. and three of your cousins survived 
Do you know what I mean? Like, and then where everybody you told you to get over it. And everybody told you to get over it, right? And so yeah. that that is, you know, these are the conversations that I I feel I can't have with, um, let's just say the, the sort of monolithic white person because I go, I don't understand how you can't at least empathize. Like you can't put yourself in my, in not even my shoes because I came from, you know, my parents are directly from Ghana, but like how can you not at least see the problem here where you can actually empathize and put yourself in the shoes of the people who have been oppressed, whether it's black people, whether it's women, whether it's Latinos, wh- wh- whoever is the whatever it oppressed is yeah. group. Like that's the thing like I've never been able to understand about, I'll call it the other side, right? Like I don't get that, yeah. you know, you don't, you, you don't have sure. to have had the same history, but like I, I'm, I'm not, for example, gay, but like I, I can at least put myself in the shoes of a lot of my friends who have gone through that and say, wow, that's fucked up. And there's things that being heterosexual that I, I have privileges that I have that will, will, will make things go completely over my head. But when it's brought up to me, I can say, oh shit, not get over it, dude. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I how? understand. Right. Can I, can I can I just chime in here with sure. a with a CCOT moment? Sure. Um, so I'm sorry. The one actually like kind of funny part of this entire thing, just been looking at my notes, right, right. is I jotted down the name of the head of the NAACP mm-hmm. who went in and investigated the scene afterwards. Yeah. And his name was Walter White. Walter White. <laughs> well, there's, there's just a lot of meanings there. Yeah. <laughs> I just I. I this is not a funny story. This is not a funny situation, but yeah, I had to make, I made a note of that to myself and I circled it and I didn't <laughs> yeah. see it until I just turned the page and I was like, Oh yeah. Right. Walter White. Damn right. I forgot all about that. <laughs> Heisenberg yeah, yeah, yeah. was fucking hitting it hard back exactly, in the day. Exactly. Exactly. But, um, you know, that's, um, I mean, I guess the, having that, Oh, so the other part of what that sort of reminded me of, I went to see, um, David Burns, um, he did a, I guess you would call it a play, or I guess you would call it a performance in a theater. I heard about um, it. it Somebody fantastic. told me about it recently. It was fantastic. It's called American yeah. U- Utopia, and he kind of goes through a lot of his songs, but it was, it's, um, it's one of the most sort of spectacularly um, performed pieces of theater and music that I've seen. It's just so cool. good, and, it, and I can't explain it, but he... There was a part, and and he's he's an activist. He's a he's a you know musician. That yeah, I he's amazing. Loved. He's a great. For, for those of you that don't know, David Byrne was the lead singer of the Talking Heads. Yes, yes. And if you don't know who the Talking Heads are, they're an '80s band. And seriously, go get a goddamn album or right, find right. it on Spotify like right now right. because they're phenomenal. And he's one of okay. our national treasures as an artist. Yes, um, for and, sure. And so he's a weird dude, but awesome. Right, right. But he he goes through. I mean, it was a it was a. Uh, you know, I, I don't need to, I don't want to sound reductive here, but it was like a medley of li- a lot of his hits and a lot of these great songs in this piece called American Utopia. And he had some sure. extemporaneous convents during it. And so there's some activism pieces he had about, you know, going out and voting and let's get out of, you know, the, the sort of uh, what we're in right now and kind of um, empowering the people. And he had this one song, oh God, I, I can't believe I'm forgetting who sang it. He was like, I, I feel weird about singing this woman's song because it's a black woman's song and it's a song about the struggle that black people are having. 
we've already mentioned Freddie Gray. We've we've I think we mentioned Trayvon Martin or referred to Trayvon Martin and all right. of the black and um, brown people who are just getting murdered in the streets for stuff that you know the average white person wouldn't even have to deal with. And right. so it's a song called "Say Their Name," right? So it's like Freddie Gray, say not, his name. Not, oh, okay. You I, know what I'm saying? I, so, where so, I went so with that, it, first of all, was the. Um, Destiny's Child, say my no, name. No, no, and no, I was no. thinking, say, okay, say their sorry. Name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, okay, okay. I'm I'm in a New York theater because this show is so exclusive and because he's so famous. You know, tickets are like five to six hundred dollars. I paid for it because my my girlfriend was like, dude, you're gonna love it, and it's wor- it's worth that kind of money. So it's like, so you can imagine if you're paying six hundred dollars for a ticket for maybe a thousand seat house, it's full of really sure. rich white upper class, um, but New Yorkers. So they're, you know, sort of hip New Yorkers. It's certainly more of a mixed crowd, um, more diverse in New York than you would get if you had that somewhere like Miami. But but the theater in New York is very white. The theater in New York is very white. So I, maybe there was two other black people that I could see in the whole crowd before we all sat down and enjoyed the show. Right. Um, So, but um, when he got to the song, it's it's a song that you're supposed to um, uh, participate in. So like if you say it's Freddie Gray and then say his name, so then you're supposed to say like call, it. Right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. And what I realized is that I knew 100% of the names, right? But like looking around at all like the meaningly meaningful, mindful, liberal white people, most of them maybe knew. Nobody knew who Amado, Amadou Diallo was, right? Oh, really? Nobody knew. Right. They like Even I, after they were, everything that you would. Th- that's the right. one that I will never forget. The, yeah. The one that I the uh, Abner Luima is Abner the one that Luima, I always forget. Yeah. He's the one who they tortured in the. Um, yeah. The, the, the cops tortured yeah. him with the. But the uh, um, Springsteen wrote that song about um, yeah. Amadou Diallo. Right. And, and, and all I'm saying is that, you know, there is a privilege. Can is I a pause thing real that, quick? I, I'm sorry. Ahead. Can we pause sure, real quick sure. for anybody that doesn't know who Amadou Diallo is? Mm-hmm. You want to explain that real quick, what happened to him? Because somebody might be listening and, and they may not have any idea. Right, right. So this was, I, I believe, in Harlem in what, in late 80s, perhaps? Oh, no, um, I think it was the, I'm pretty sure it was the 90s because I think I was okay. living in the city when it happened or it was okay. either right before. So, so I think it was 90s. So it was 90s. Um, and Amadou Diallo was a he was a um, an immigrant um, from um, um, Haiti, I believe. Was very he? recent yeah, immigrant. Yeah. yeah, very recent immigrant, and he was just hanging out in front of his home, um, apartment houses, um, and I forgot why the police showed up, but he probably had looking for another black man, another black guy. So he was just uh, he wasn't even on the phone. He just had his wallet in his hand, and the cops showed up, and there was maybe like. 20 cops that showed up saw him with the wallet in his hand and shot him i think 42 41 times, times 41, i think that's the name times, yeah. i believe that's the number because i think right. that's the name of the springsteen song is 41 shots right right and that's which is just obscene yeah i mean you know again and again a lot of these a lot of these uh, instances are the the aggression that the cops not all cops 
hashtag. But one hundred percent, right? I, yeah, you know, we get that. So, so it's something that the that that side doesn't get that I feel like we do because right, we right, know right. that it's not all cops. Right, right, right. And so I guess my point is, and that was that was a huge thing that tore the city apart for a while because. Oh yeah, sorry, um, got you off track. Yes, go. Yeah, yeah, go, yeah. Go. Um, and and so. Um, he is he is quite a famous name, especially in New York. You know what I mean? It's weird not to know or not to have any reference to Amadou Diallo. Um, but, you know, my point being that, again, privilege allows you to be blind or blind to the plights of things that you don't have to deal with. So, um, yeah, nobody knew nobody knew all the names people knew who freddie gray was because that's pretty recent people yeah. knew who trayvon martin was because that's pretty recent in his birthday yeah, i was shocked that you said that they didn't know amadou diallo that, that is truly shocking to me yeah. for new yorkers to not yeah. know that so anyway i mean my point is you know i'm not blaming these people i'm saying that like there are things that you can be completely oblivious of in this world because you're not you know you're not you don't have to deal with it. You don't have to know it. You don't have to sort of be there. You can actually live fine without knowing who any of these people are. And 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 I think that's what partly what we're trying to um, um, I, I think that's what we're trying to talk about. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry that I keep interjecting. I'm just no, trying no. to like give clarity to anybody that, that's listening. Sure. Sure. They sure. not know this stuff, because really, that's the only way that people are going to have a better idea and right. better understanding is if they've got the information. Yeah. Yeah. And if one thing you and I do, which is why we call it unrelated, right? we go off on tangents. Right. There you go. There you go. Now, that said, you made me think of something, and I had jotted it down. Well, I'm and, sorry. And I just wanted to, you yeah, I just want to make uh, – yeah. I said Haiti. I think I think he's from Guinea or Guyana, and that's something – I think he's from Guinea, or he was from Guinea. I, I want to say sure. Haiti, too. I feel yeah, like yeah. it was Haiti, yeah. but I may be wrong. I, yeah. I can – Let's get our uh, crack research right, right, team right, on right, that right, right, right now. Exactly. Dexter, exactly. get on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's a dog of many talents. Yes. Um, so there's this weird thing that's happened to me uh, during my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you may have encountered it too, although, I, you know, like – Uninten- unintentional racism. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean unintentional racism like we talked last time about, um, you know, like people slipping up on like Martin Luther King Day and saying something bad. Right, or right. even that thing that you sent me, um, you know, unfortunately, since we recorded last, uh, Kobe Bryant passed away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, tragically. Yes. And I mean, I, I don't know that there's any other way to say that. I mean, it is tragic. Mm-hmm. Um and you sent me a clip of a news recording mm-hmm. and or a she, news report yes. where the I don't want to say it, but you mm-hmm. can say it. The woman yeah. said, instead of saying Kobe Bryant, blah, 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 somehow the word. Uh, yeah, the, the N-word, N-word came out. Yeah, into yeah. the middle of the yeah. broadcast. Which was and, bizarre. Yeah, well, she slipped up. Yeah. And it was a word that. I don't even know if the word that she was trying to say sounded anything like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like the L.A. instead of saying Lakers, I think she said. Yes, yes. yes. that's what, what it was. Instead of saying the Lakers, she said that, and then she immediately Los recovered Angeles and kept going. Yeah, yeah. But again, I said this last time. Mm-hmm. If that word is coming out of your mouth, right, it's in the back of your head. One hundred percent. Like when it was Martin Luther King Day, and mm-hmm. people slipped up, and I'm going to apologize once again before I say this. I'll say Martin Luther Coon Day. I'll say it. There you go. So Thank anyway. you for saying it for yeah. me. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I. 
first of all, those two words don't sound anything alike. Right. Like and, for you and, to slip but, up and say it in that situation. Right. But that's that's specifically what especially like KKK, racist, racist white people, that's the name they gave him. Do you know what I mean? 100%. So it's yeah. like, where'd you get that from? Right, exactly. It's not like you just slipped up and said yeah. like, you know, you meant to say, you know, Barry and you said banana. Yeah, You exactly. said yeah. something right. awful right. in relation to a black person. Right. If, if you slipped out with that same phrase, mm-hmm. talking about like, okay, so I'm going to tell you in, in, unintentional racism here. Sure. There you it go. ties into this. Mm-hmm. And when I'm saying unintentional racism, it is not like that. Right. So when I was in college, mm-hmm. I had a very good friend and his last name was the very unfortunate um, Coons. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, he was in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Um, he was paralyzed uh, most of his body. Mm-hmm. And he hired uh, he every year he would hire somebody who was another student. Right. To um, take care of him, mm-hmm. like help him get. I mean, he was completely like capable and like, you know, like he was a smart guy and he was a nice guy and he was on the ball, mm-hmm. but he just couldn't move around mm-hmm. very. So he had somebody come in that would help him get in and out of bed, mm-hmm. get into his wheelchair, whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I remember I'm at the bar and, you know, in college, nobody has any money. Sure. So I'm at the bar and there's this guy. Let, let's let's call him Greg. Mm-hmm. And Greg's at the bar and he like buys everybody around and we're like, you know, somebody buys you around in college. You're like, whoa, where'd yeah, you get yeah. that money? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, Greg, where'd you get that? And he right. just goes, I'm taking care of coons. <laughs> and yeah. there's a black couple right, right. right next to us that right. goes fucking ballistic oh, on Jesus. this guy. Yeah. And I get why they're on, and it's just yeah, like yeah, the yeah. worst set of circumstances. Oh. Like that type, like that's oh. one of the worst cases of unintentional racism <laughs> yeah, I've ever been around. And when yeah. we talked about that thing with Martin Luther King last time, that right. popped into my head. And we just didn't have time to talk about it. Right, right, right. The one that happened to me that I will never, I will never forget till mm. the day I die. Mm-hmm. When I was finishing up college, I was working as an assistant manager at a clothing store. Mm-hmm. And it was just all like T-shirts and jeans and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy comes into the store and he's buying a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. putting it all up on the counter. And he says, hey, can I pay by check? Because this is back when people still pay by check. Sure. And uh, my my manager was there. He says, yeah, um, you can. And the guy says, what do I need? And he said, well, we'll need to see a credit card. And um, which I never understood. Why do you need why are you paying with a check if you've got a credit card? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Never made any sense mm-hmm. to me. Sex. See, there you go. Slip up. There you go. Sense to me. See, I've got sex on the brain. Boom. Um, um, so he says, can I pay for this? What do I need? We say, you need a credit card and we'll need to see your driver's license. Right. Guy says, okay. Mm-hmm. Goes around the store for like another 20 minutes, gets everything together, plops it all down on the counter, start ringing it up. He puts the check on the counter, puts his credit card down. Puts his license down. Mm-hmm. My manager looks at it. He goes, this license is Canadian. Okay. Like, we can't take an international driver's license. Right. Like, you, that's yeah. not a valid thing for a check here. We can't take an out-of-country check. Sure. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. So the guy throws a complete hissy fit, mm-hmm. screams at everybody, you know, and then a, a, since he's Canadian, he apologizes. <laughs> of course, I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, he, he gets crazy in the most Canadian way yeah, possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. He probably threw some maple syrup at us. 
you know, yelled Canuck a few times or something. <laughs> walked out. Um, <laughs> so later that day, everybody's at lunch. I'm mm-hmm. there by myself. It's very slow. Mm-hmm. Kid comes in and I've got my head down on, on at the counter. I'm doing paperwork. Right. And the guy says, um, hey, I'm you know, he put some stuff down on the counter. I'm not even looking up. It's the mm-hmm. far end of the counter. And he mm-hmm. says, um, is it okay if I pay by check? And I said, yeah, um, I just need to see a, uh, uh, I'll just need to see uh, your credit card and your license. Mm-hmm. And then I say, and uh, and the guy says, oh, okay. And I said, anything else? And I said, yeah, just make sure the license is from this country. <laughs> and I, everything goes dead silent. Yeah. <laughs> and I look oh, up, no. and it's this Asian-American kid oh. looking at me like he's going to cut my fucking throat. <laughs> and he just looks at me, and he goes, fuck you, you piece of shit, and just no storms way. out of the store. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I wanted to chase him out and be like, no, 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 no. no. you don't understand. Like, I was, I was actually trying to explain as he's going out the door. Right, and it right. Was the worst oh. set of circumstances. And I was like, I – to this day, I right. fear that like someday I'll be on, <laughs> I'll be somewhere like in the yeah, public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy will just be like that motherfucker <laughs> said this to me, and like my whole like world blows up. Hilarious. Oh, oh my god. Oh man. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so, man. Um, what? Anything uh, top of mind for you, sir? It's it's a, it's um. Not necessarily an ask a black guy or an ask a white guy. I guess it, I, I want to sort of ask a white guy um, one of my pet peeves, which is... We have um, some calls, by the way. Right, right. <laughs> okay, so what 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 is it about you guys, present company excluded, and my dick? And what I mean by that is I have in my life... No, my actual penis. I have in my life for most of my life have had white guys who I don't know come up to me. And the first thing they want to talk about is my dick. Get the I fuck out of here. Really swear to you on the soul of Dexter, your dog that that happens. Well, that's not all really doing it for me. You know that we have a very contentious relationship. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. There, there no, you go. <laughs> I'm amazed. Um, yeah, yeah. Can, before I answer that, can I just can I just go here with this? Sure. Go for it. Here we go. I've never heard this in my life. I've never heard that song in my life. You don't know that song? No. Check it out. It's My Dick by Mickey Avalon. It's fantastic. Anyway, so asking a white guy from a black guy, what is the obsession with my dick such that you have no compunction but to come up to me sight unseen and ask me about my dick? Okay, so um, I have so many thoughts about this right now. Mm-hmm. Some funny, not some not. Sure. Uh, first of all, where the fuck are you hanging out? The guys are just coming up to you and asking you about your dick. Like, that's what I want. Cause in my mind that College. doesn't happen, but I'm not, I'm not questioning sure, that sure, happened sure. to you. The street. But... I'm just, I'm giving you examples. Bars, yes. okay. the street, I could... parties, I, right. buses. So let me, get, let me give you the serious answer, I guess first. Sure. Sure. I think that there is this, 
fear and fascination that's been beaten into um, white people, mm-hmm. white men especially, sure. of black, you know, like black virility. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. um, they, I mean, look at the way that things were in slavery. Sure. Like, there's a, the, the black guy is always this terrifying figure that's going to, like, take your women and mm-hmm. fucking run off and, you know, rape them and assault them and right. all this stuff. Right, right. And I would think, I don't know, mm-hmm. 100%, but if, okay, so black people were treated like fucking property, like, mm-hmm. like just farm animals. Yes, Let's be honest. By slave owners, that's what they did. Sure. And when you're selectively, I, I don't know how else to say this, but when you're selectively breeding mm-hmm. your property, your mm-hmm. animals, mm-hmm. they're probably looking at things like that very closely. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, tell me if I'm out of line saying any of this shit. No, no, no. I, 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 I totally, I totally understand what you're saying, and I totally get the the, the notion because that's something I also deal with. The sort of the black virility, the, the you know, we're going to take your women, and also the fear is that they're going to enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? Yep, yep. But I, yep. but I guess that knowing all that, even if you don't know all that, even if you're not aware about all that, I think you've gotten something, I, something that not that I hoped you would say, but which is also interesting. Um, um, so yes, there's that, that, that classic fear um, of the black man taking your natural resources from the white man, which is fucked up in all kinds of different ways from just racism wise and, and sexism wise and all that stuff. But, uh, um, but there's also the ownership aspect of it, which is yeah. what, it, what I'm getting at. You know what I mean? The, the unobvious part of that is that you in this day and age can still walk up to a white person or to a black person, a black like person because property. you think you're so superior that you can ask something right. like that. Like you can right. ask about, like, so like walking up. up to a horse and going, look at that horse's dick. Do you know what yep. I mean? That's like the you're thing. an object. Yes. You're an object. That's to that person. what I, yes. yeah. That's, and that's to me. Okay. So to get back to what I was saying, like, sure. I think that in the process of you of like, if, if I'm the white slave owner, mm-hmm. And I'm, I mean, they were, they were selectively breeding mm-hmm. the people that they owned sure, so that they could get the best hardiest stock to like fucking take care of their fields sure. and chop down their trees and all mm-hmm. that shit. Mm-hmm. You're looking close at that shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure somewhere along the line, somebody looks and sees, wow, this guy's got a big dick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then like the, the talk starts of it. And if you're, you know, and if you're watching like the babies be born and everything too, and these are still your property, you're paying special note to that. And right. now that you're armed with that knowledge, you can keep feeding into this horrible, evil stereotype that you've created that these people are monsters. Oh, and there's this sexual aspect to it now. Right. And I think also that, um, I think it's also not necessarily that we do or don't have bigger dicks. I think that big dick also also suggests an animal right a mule has a big dick a horse has a big dick do you know what i mean i think i think back in the day and i think more i remember learning this this is even 
before Antebellum South, but I think back in the day, having a big dick wasn't a benefit, like wasn't a good thing. Do you know what I mean? That's like, wasn't that's, it? No, I, I, no, no, I, I, no, no, no. Okay, no, I, I, this is news to me. I, no, I gotta hear no, this. No, I it, it was actually, um, I think like in European culture and I'll look it up on, you know, our <laughs> good old Europeans. But I remember learning this, I mean, like back in the Roman era, right? Like, you know, it was an insult to be, you know, to be known to have a big dick. Do you know what I mean? That was like, that you're like an animal. You're like an, you're like an alien. Or whatever, yeah. So that huh. just turned in, you know, maybe in the prior generations to us to be a an actual asset as well. I would guess that one of the things that swung that needle is porn. Sure, I, I, I mean, and and but also I mean, the curiosity. Yeah, right. But also the curiosity of it. Like, do you know what I mean? Because also what I've dealt with is like this exotic thing. I've had people like sort of, you know want to mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. kind of thing do you know what i mean and again and that goes with the I'm sort sure, of yeah. ownership animal and i'm sure kind that there's thing, a curiosity you know? like yeah. in uh, listen i i know how fucking white people think to mm-hmm. an extent mm-hmm. uh, like how all i shouldn't say i know how white people think i do right, right, right. i know to an extent how all white people think mm-hmm. and um the, uh, yeah there mm-hmm. is a fucking curiosity like i i have friends that straight up have said like oh yeah i went through a black phase yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, holy well, they, shit. like they they only fuck like black men yeah, or black yeah, women depending yeah, yeah. On and you're like god damn dude did that yeah. really just come out of your fucking mouth yeah, yeah 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 i mean you just say like i you could say like hey for a little while like i you know i, I dated a few black guys and mm-hmm. you know then i met my husband he's white he's mm-hmm. asian he's whatever it is mm-hmm. and now i've gone you know sure but it's so much different than saying what I said yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, black phase, you know what I mean? Or an Asian yeah, phase or whatever it is. Phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. let me now give you like the slightly less serious answer to that. Sure. I think that, and I think I've had this discussion with you even, there, uh, as, as a straight guy, mm-hmm. as a, yeah, as a straight guy, I think our only reference for what other people's dicks look like Mm -hmm. other guys dicks looks like Mm -hmm. is porn sure Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if i go like you are one of my dearest friends in the whole world you're Mm -hmm. like a fucking brother to me Mm -hmm. if i go to my grave never knowing what your dick looks like i will have died a happy man sure sure same same with my and i hope you feel the same way Mm -hmm. my (laughs) same with my brother like we grew up together i don't know what the fuck his dick looks like and i don't ever want to know what his dick looks like (laughs) right 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 but yet we see if you watch porn you see dicks Mm -hmm. and what do you see when you watch porn Mm -hmm. dicks that are the size of like a fucking salami that hangs in a, sure, in a sure. deli mm-hmm. and so i feel like there's this whole thing where it, that feeds the um the a it feeds the stereotype that sure. black men have got gigantic dicks right 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 it also fuels this feeling of inadequacy mm-hmm. that holy shit everybody on everybody in porn has got a bigger dick than me my dick right. must be so tiny right and don't have a point of reference on that like right. I, this is not anything i hear out of my gay friends sure sure like they are around this all the time they know right, right. and again this is the jokier answer to what you're sure, saying sure. but um it is it, but it feeds in like there's this objectification of it mm-hmm. that you only know from basically like selective viewing right or selective information coming your way right you know and 
yeah, I mean, as much as it, you know, there's that morbid curiosity in my brain, mm-hmm. pain, like, gee, I wonder how how somebody matches up with me. Mm-hmm. Like, I would never come up to somebody and ask that. And I am. Ho- Let me just say, on behalf of white people, I am horrified right, that right. somebody would come say that to you. Yeah. If it were. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, as a straight guy, or mm-hmm. let's say you're gay, mm-hmm. if somebody comes up to you with an interest in you and mm-hmm. asks that question, mm-hmm. it's a whole different, whole different question sure, coming sure. your way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like right. a, a woman comes up to me in a bar and says, "Like you got a big dick? How big's your dick?" Like yeah. that's uh-huh. so different than mm-hmm. you coming up and asking me as a straight guy. Right, right, right. I mean, or me asking you as a straight guy. I mean, we we can also go in the it's. We can also go towards the sort of hyper masculinity of the whole thing, right? And 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 one hundred percent. And so, like, we're always in this strange competition um, of who's got the bigger something or who's got the more something. And I and I think that's also our limbic brains and our lizard brains, sort of like reacting to the the possible competition. Um, in you you know we're we're basically you know overdeveloped primates right i mean we're not different mm-hmm. from the monkeys out there so some are not um, that developed some but are yes. not that developed but I, I mean there's i think there's nuance in all of that right i don't mean to just put it on white guys because you know we are also taught to sort of brag about it do you know what i mean whether we're black or whoever we're, we're taught to brag about that and using porn as the reference is also obviously problematic because it's not yeah, realistic, absolutely right but where else do you see penises right right no no i'm, I'm not i'm not challenging what yeah, you're saying yeah. i'm just saying that like what you just un, uh, unlocked for me is the is is sort of how um twisted porn kind of is because first of all it's 100 percent. yeah there's a very twisted element right right. and and what i'm saying is it's mostly hyper masculine and it mostly is about us straight guys right i mean Mm -hmm. there's there's a there's a a section of gay porn right like the porn is demarcated between basically straight heterosexual porn for guys right and then gay porn for guys right and And then little offshoots of like Oh, lesbian porn, but lesbian porn is really yeah, for guys. but straight guys watch that too. Right, yeah. right, but it, but but it's 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 performed for guys, right? Or do you know what I mean? Right. And so that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's like so, I'm I'm going off on a different tangent, and this is why I like we this podcast, go, go, go. right? This is this is why I like it because all of these things are sort of connected, and I think that um, when we're talking about porn, that only heightens the sort of fucked up view that we all have of sex, right? I don't think that porn necessarily is bad or porn could actually be awesome. It could be like really educational. The only problem is that it is only geared towards this sort of hyper-masculine, ultra sort of aggressive side of us. And it doesn't really talk about all the nuances of sexuality i mean imagine if porn was actually something that could be educational right because nobody tells us how to have sex nobody wants to talk about One, sex yes nobody wants 100 percent. but but it's like it's how we all got here and then and then yep. we have the, a shame behind sex right like what i always find fascinating is that sex is shameful like we can't talk about our parents having sex. We can't think about that. Oh my God. Oh my, my, my mom and dad had sex, but it's like literally how we got here. And what I'll also add is like 
the worst thing you can call somebody in most languages and in most cultures has to to do with genitalia. And it has specifically to do with female genitalia. And that's weird because without that organ, none of us would exist. So it should actually be a good thing. When you're saying this, are you saying the C word? Yes, yes, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, I thought, you were, I thought you were alluding, it went in a different direction. I thought you were going to say motherfucker, which is also very... Right, right, but, you know, and I guess my point is, like, why is the thing that, at least in the heterosexual configuration, taken to fruition, the thing that actually creates us, why is it a bad thing? I think literally it is like the core of all the problems that it's we have in the world. It's a bad thing. It is a bad thing more than anywhere else mm-hmm. here in the United States. We have this puritanical view of the world. Sure. I mean, it's one of the things that always makes me laugh. And we'll go back to something that you and I always get into it on. We just this we'll call this the great BSG Buffy stand sure, sure. Uh-huh. between me and Otto. Right, right, but right. Buffy. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, okay. fantastic show. Otto doesn't think so, but Good okay, just it's about a woman that fights vampires. Right. That aired over in the UK as well. Mm-hmm. It aired here, it aired in the UK. Mm-hmm. Had a big fan following over there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when I would read things on message boards, mm-hmm. because I was a big enough geek that I wanted to interact <laughs> with other Buffy fans online. Uh, for the record, I never read any Battlestar Galactica message boards. So I no, he just yeah. wrote fanfic. Anyway, <laughs> no. so <laughs> continuing. Yeah, yeah, you got to read it. That's yeah. really good stuff. <laughs> the uh, spoilers, everybody's a Cylon. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so Not true. But no, they, so these these fans over in the UK would talk about how the edit, the um, episodes had been chopped up mm-hmm. and what they would take out at least at the time i'm sure that there's been you know you're able to see them in other formats but at the time when it was airing they would take out these violent segments over here we have no fucking qualms with having the most violent shit on tv right but god forbid you see a boob right or -hmm. somebody's like simulating sex Mm -hmm. over there they cut out people pulling out a gun they -hmm. cut out you know, firefights. And I know that there's like a time after which, from my understanding, um, that it's something called like the watershed, like after that time of the evening, mm-hmm. they could, you know, the networks over there can show whatever they want. Right. But it's like under the assumption that like kids are in bed right, and right. it's like an adult audience at mm-hmm. that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, blow me up on, on, <laughs> blow me up on email. Anybody from the UK, I have no idea. Sure, sure. I just know what I've heard. Right. But, it's, it is. It's very striking to me that, like, the real problem is the violence. Mm-hmm. Everybody has sex. Mm-hmm. Not everybody needs to go out and shoot shit up. But right. yet over there they get that. Mm-hmm. And they're okay with the sexuality. And over here it's a big, big, big deal. But I think that's everywhere. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I mean, UK has its own twist, but go to Japan. Go to oh, China. Sure. Go to, you know... Istanbul, you know what I mean? There's like, there's like, like they all have their thing. Yes. Yeah. And it's always, it's always some fucked up view of sex. And it's like, it's like, we're embarrassed that we're embarrassed at fucking. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're like, like Mm -hmm. it's something that feels good. Right. I mean, I don't know how, well, I know how you grew up, but like, 
I, 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 that sounded well, my weird. parents fought. I don't know how you me. grew up, Chris. No, I, I didn't mean it yeah. that way. I mean, I'm I just, don't know how, I just remember uh, okay. my. I don't know how I made it this far. Right. How about that? Yes, we don't know how you made it this far. <laughs> definitely. But like one of the things I've always thought of when I was young, um, and you know how boys talk shit about sex when they're like 13, and most of us are lying, right? Most of us are complete virgins and whatever, right? But yeah. it's always this like we're taught from the beginning as men, and this is where I'm getting into my toxic masculinity bullshit like that like it's like we're conquering the woman kind of thing and we, we you know we got her and all this stuff and it's always this negative stuff and in the back of my head and I'm sure this must have been for a lot of guys but you just couldn't admit it where it's like if let's say you let's say you quote unquote got lucky didn't she make you feel good? Didn't you feel good? Like when you get a massage, do you turn around and punch the dude in your in his face for like making <laughs> you feel good? No, you like say thank you, right? Well, and so, wait, like, I think that I, there's, I'm, I'm I'm disturbed by this analogy because sure. I don't go to male masseuses. I do both. Like I don't that's care. That's a personal preference. Well, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I'm much, I have this. You want to yeah, call yeah. it toxic masculinity, whatever. Right, like right. I just if I'm I I like a female touch is just so much more relaxing I just to like me. strength, man. I just get in my back. Like then a pair of man hands yeah. on me. Whoever, no, whoever's no, got the it. strongest I mean, hands. For me, it's just, it's, yeah. I found, yeah. And actually, you know what it is Catholic. for me? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It brings me back to when the nuns used to give me massages. There you go. <laughs> um, no, like, you know what it is really? Mm -hmm. and, and now that I think about it is it's the, this oh this has skeeved me out every time I've gone to a guy, which is only like two or three times. Right. Like the hair on the arms rubbing across my skin, <laughs> I don't like the feeling of hair on right. me. Right, 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 like, right. It's like I know we all have hair in certain places or whatever, sure. but like women tend to be a lot less hairy than guys. Got it, got it, got it. Not got that it. there aren't hairy women. I'm just saying, like, they're sure, not, sure. You know, I have my preferences. Um. I guess the point I'm Weren't just we talking making, about big dicks. How do we get over here? <laughs> yeah, but my the point is like all of I guess the, the my grand theory of everything. Um, and yeah, maybe I'll I'll sound like an ultra liberal, liberal hippie progressive guy, but like I think that at the heart, at the root of all racism, sexism, all the isms is I I think it's misogyny. Please disagree me if with me if you're wrong right i think i'm in, processing trying to think right in in every in almost every religion like it's like the woman's fault like everything's fucked up do you know what i mean it's like yeah to an extent it depends right. I, I, here's the thing i the the religion okay so i took a comparative religions class when mm -hmm. i was in college oh, cool. um and i'm gonna go in my very limited like understanding of different mm -hmm. religions i know that that for for a fact mm -hmm. is what Christianity is. Sure, one hundred percent. Like, but it wasn't always that way. Like, mm -hmm. if you've ever heard of the Gnostic texts, yes, I have. Mm -hmm. Right. So the, the Gnostic texts for people who don't know, they're these. Um, sometimes I think they're referred to as the Dead Sea Scrolls as mm -hmm. well. I think they're the mm -hmm. same thing. Okay. And basically, there were these lost gospels mm -hmm. that actually they might not be the same thing, but there there were these lost gospels that. Um, they found uh, the manuscripts years and years later, and it was things that had purposely been taken out. Like, right. for example, Mary Magdalene mm -hmm. was not a whore. Right. She was not a prostitute. Right. None, none of the things that they described her as mm -hmm. in what we know as the standard Bible. Mm -hmm. She, in fact, was like a very close 
you know, close personal friend of Jesus, like in the books, Mm -hmm. in the books, (laughs) in the books, (laughs) in in the Bible. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. But she didn't have that connotation attached to her. Mm -hmm. And actually, in some versions of the scriptures that have been found, he Jesus actually married her. Was married to her. That's yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah, exactly. So, but Mary Magdalene wasn't like that. But somehow that. And not somehow it was. It seems like it was intentionally changed to you know, sort of push the patriarchal side of sure. the religion forward. Sure. Um, I know that in Judaism, women are held in higher regard than in Christianity, at least, mm-hmm. because you are considered Jewish if it comes from your mother's wow. side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Are you, you're, and um, and I know one of the big, um, one of the big fractures, as I understand it, in Islam mm-hmm. is that there, 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 you hear about the Sunni and you hear yeah. about the Shia. Right. And I apologize in advance. I don't know which is which, mm-hmm. but I do know that one of them basically is after Muhammad died, mm-hmm. one of those sects was like, okay, well, we're going to follow his disciple. Right. And it was a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other sect is like, well, we're going to follow his daughter. Right. Because she was his heir. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And those two sides do not see eye to eye sure. at all. Yep. So I definitely think that there is differing views of how women are important or unimportant mm-hmm. in religion. Mm-hmm. But I think that overwhelmingly you are correct mm-hmm. that it's just it's patriarchy, man. There's just right. they're they're downplaying women as much as humanly possible. Right, right. And I think I, I think there's something. I guess my point is, and maybe this is a little too, um, uh, maybe this is a bit esoteric. It's like if you are, um, I guess, defaming the very creature that brings you into the world, right? Like if mm-hmm. if if you are disrespecting that, there's something wrong with you. Do you know what I mean? Like that, like it's 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 who made you right it's like with a small donation right. from your dad obviously but like it's like that's the <laughs> creature that created you i think that we need to like you should write a like a, a book for children about yeah. explaining in very rudimentary detail how reproduction works totally. and call it a small donation from <laughs> <your> <laughs> totally <dad>. dude <laughs> totally totally i'm Any all in there stores, fall 2020 i'm all in there Anyway. Oh my God! So was Dad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Boom. So yeah. But, uh, okay. So we're trying to wrap up our shows with um, uh, something that we learned mm-hmm. over the last week or so that um, just really I don't know. For me, it's always something sort of jokey. Otto is a little bit more cerebral about this, and right. will tell us about how he learned how to split the atom or something. <laughs> um, because <laughs> this is how these fancy Hollywood types roll. There you go. But, um, anyway, so Otto, um, I, do you want me to start? Or do you want to start? Well, because uh, I, I probably what I will come up with in the, the two seconds that I've got um, will be something cerebral and boring like Photoshop, I think was what my last one was. Do you want to, do you want to wait on it? I can tell you. I can tell no, you no, no. I, I think we should we should end on yours, which would probably be jokey or whatever, because mine has to do with street photography. <laughs> and and oh, I, and you're by the way, your yeah. street photography is fucking great. Oh, dude, like, I've thank been you. seeing the stuff that you posted on Instagram. Yeah, it's really cool. Oh, really? I like Thanks, it. man. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
it, I mean, it's it's something that I've been I've done on and off for years, and I've just sort of gotten back into. Um, and I'm actually, um, it's you know, it's just a you know because I'm a Hollywood type, and I also want to start directing and all that stuff. <laughs> I, but, here's the thing, I yeah, I know this is you're the first kidding. time I've ever heard Otto refer to himself as a Hollywood well, type. I was, I was just he is a very humble human being. <laughs> I'm the one that razzes him all yes, the time, calls yes. him Mister Hollywood, and tells him what a big shot he is. Right there, you He's go. Actually, not he is one of the most down to earth people you'll ever meet <laughs> until he stops starts name dropping yeah but anyway look, look me, don't look me in the eye when you say that chris that's uh that's one of those <laughs> things in the contract he's like Prince, you can't actually look at him <laughs> character names only um yeah so um you know continuing the, the street photography um i'm i'm really learning what a frame of photography looks like and then being able to apply that to how I want to tell a story um, in a, in a video or in a, um, in a, in a film. Um, And so, I mean, today I was out and I realized that shooting, God, yes, you're right. I'm such a fucking nerd, but shooting, shooting on a prime lens with one focal length as I was shooting on a 35 millimeter and then I was shooting on a 55 millimeter and just learning how the different focal lengths tell different stories. And that's what I learned basically this week, um, just on my jaunts around the city. I think it's cool. And, you know, I mean, I tease you about this stuff, but your photography is fantastic. And if you are not following Otto on, on the old Instagrams, I would look (laughs) him up because his, uh, you know, I mean, you have to go through a very rigorous um, screening process to be able to follow <laughs> um, because there's a lot of like very big names on there. I can't tell you any. Um, <laughs> I, I'm joking completely. Yeah. Not really. Um, but um, it, really, it is good stuff. Oh, thanks, it reminds me a little it. bit yeah. of um, do you, have you ever seen the book Back in the Days? No, it's by this guy. Um, it's by hold on, let me. It's by uh, Jamel Shabazz. He's a um, he's a photographer yeah. in New York, and mm-hmm. there's this book he put together called Back in the Days, and I want to say it's maybe from about 15 years ago, right? Uh, maybe even a little more, but it's all street photography Ooh. of like back in the early and mid 80s when uh-huh. like hip hop was just coming up, and yeah. it's like these phenomenal pictures of kids like. Just like in track suits, yeah, like I feel like I've seen those like pictures before. Yeah, and stuff. It's I'm gonna phenomenal. have to get that. Yeah, yeah, that 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 sounds uh, very familiar. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Um, so things that I learned. Yeah. Um, so as I was doing research for a project I was writing for, I came across. Um, have you ever heard of Johatsu? Johatsu, no. Okay, so Johatsu is um, it's it's a term for in, it's a Japanese term and it means evaporated people. Okay. And so we're both big Breaking Bad fans. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give away too many spoilers on it in case anybody hasn't watched it. But, you know, I mean, if you haven't watched it, it's been however many years. Like, right. get with the program, dude. It's awesome. <laughs> you didn't get our Walter White reference either right. earlier. So right. the hell with you. Right. What are you even listening to this for? No. <laughs> <laughs> Go back under your rock, kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so there's a point where some of the characters contact this guy who's like a fixer mm-hmm. and he just makes them disappear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They give him money mm-hmm. and they just get new identities. Yep. They disappear. They go somewhere else. Yep. So Johatsu 
is a very similar thing, but it's not for people that are trying to like run from like the mob Mm -hmm. or trying to escape law necessarily. It's like, I hit the point where my finances are just garbage. Mm -hmm. Like I can't do anything. Mm -hmm. I'm going to declare bankruptcy. I have nowhere to go. I have nothing to do. I take the last little bit that I've got. I contact somebody. They take me. I'm just wiped off the grid. People don't know where I went. Mm -hmm. And they generally live in these areas where you can get a job where you don't need ID. Mm -hmm. You don't need, it's just like you're ghosts. You're just gone in the wind. I mean, and what am I, what I'm reading, even in Japanese culture, I mean, because they view things, you know, differently than we do in the West. I mean, there's a lot more that has to do with honor. Mm -hmm. Um, and so things that could be just like, you know, some of these people, it's like they failed horribly at law school right? and their parents are going to be ashamed of them and they just disappear into the wind and nobody ever hears from them again. Amazing. Isn't that amazing? I didn't know that such a thing could exist in this day and age. Yeah, yeah. And there's interviews with people, but they don't obviously don't use their names. And I think there might have even been an NPR thing. The the story that I found um, was actually a Time magazine article. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's fascinating. I want to yeah. look that up because that's that's is. kind of amazing. Yeah. And yeah. on the subject, I mentioned Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Have you been watching Better Call Saul? Um, I only did the first season and I, I got to get back on it because I, I loved yeah, get it. Back on it because yeah. it's, it's hit the point where it's getting the new season. I think season five is going to start. Wow. And I think they should only be one more yep. after this. Yep. They're going to wrap up the story, but yep. it's getting so close to like crossing over the right, point. Got the it, time got it. You know, yeah, 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 breaking. Yeah. So I got to watch it. Or yeah. You're seeing these guys and like all their like, you know, you're seeing, like, all these people at the top of their game, like right. Fring and, yeah, like, Hector yeah, yeah. Salahanka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and one other unrelated <laughs> thing, <laughs> shocking, yep. that I, I, last time I talked about, I had this, like, duh moment mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, my God, Tylenol PM is just Benadryl and Tylenol. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Yeah. I had this duh moment, and maybe everybody else knew this mm-hmm. or maybe i'm just misreading it so i know you're a big fan we're both big fans of the marvel sure. movies mm-hmm. you know with varying degrees yeah uh, i'm way more into it than i think you are mm-hmm. but um both fans i think we can safely say sure so black panther mm-hmm. wakanda forever yes i didn't realize that this makes a w Oh man, I didn't realize that either. Did you just like when they put their arms together across their chest? I don't know if that's intentional or not, but it makes a W. Oh, I never, never thought of that in my life. Right? Yeah, yeah. I just I saw something the other day, and they like went Wakanda for. Oh, I know what it was. Um, Chadwick Boseman, the guy that plays Black Panther, Panther, Mm -hmm. was at the NBA All-Star game, Mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure that they listed his like they they gave him. I forget exactly what it was, but it was something along the lines of like, you know, they'll show like, uh, it'll say like the name of the player. It'll be like Otto Asando, Cornell yeah. University or yeah, wherever yeah, yeah. the hell you oh, went, okay. you yeah. know, and it, and it was like um, Chadwick Boseman, Wakanda. Wakanda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so then he like looked at the camera and, and did, did that. that. And yeah, I went, yeah. holy shit, that's a W. <laughs> like, is, that, is that what it's supposed to be? It's so on the nose. I mean, yeah, I always yeah. thought they were just sort of thumping their chests. but Yeah, yeah. No, I never... Yeah. Never thought of it. That's okay. All right. 
what a little i mean maybe i'm just misreading no, no, no. it but holy yeah, yeah. shit what a little fucking easter yeah, egg yeah, yeah. they threw in uh, there yeah i like it i like it cool. yeah 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 that's uh that's what i that's what i got man All right man <laughs> <laughs> disappeared people <and laughs> hidden w in wakanda forever got it Wakanda forever yeah all right, and, so uh, yeah. you want to wrap up there? How about that? Yeah, and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's wrap up there and okay. uh, say our goodbyes. I uh, I think that again, I don't think we have a catchphrase, but I'm gonna go with try not to be dicks to each other, <laughs> and try not to walk up to somebody and just randomly ask them about their dick. How about that too? I know, <laughs> unless you want, to, unless you want to end up in bed with them at some point, that is that is still acceptable. There people. you go. There you go. Um, yeah, and, and as a quick little aside, I think one of the most shocking, and yet one of, and um, it, it was both shocking and like ego boosting mm -hmm. moments that I've ever had in my life mm -hmm. was I had a girlfriend at one point mm -hmm. um, that I went to some like her friends like art opening mm -hmm. and we'd been dating for, you know, like a month or two right. and some friends there that I had not met yet. Mm -hmm. And one of her friends who'd had a few, two drinks came up, like we got introduced really quick right. and my girlfriend ran off to go get something at the bar with one of her friends mm -hmm. and friend number one who's still there with me turns and goes, I hear you have a big dick. <laughs> and I go. was like, um, <laughs> and I just, I, I must've turned seven shades of red. And, but at the same time I was walking out going, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, baby. There you if go. I don't, I'm saying I do. All right. <laughs> All right. So anyway, yeah, don't be a dick yeah. and don't ask about dicks. Yeah. I guess that's, that's the lesson we've learned today. There you go. <laughs> okay. So until next time, We'll talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you when we talk to you. Yeah, this is fun. Peace. Yeah, peace, people. Right. Bye. Unrelated. 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 Unrel